The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on a Sunday morning where we talk to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? I'm very well, Howard. Yourself? Yeah, I'm well. I've been watching the tennis a lot. I'm enjoying that. Good. Yeah, it was a great climax to the, the Monaco Masters here last week and uh, luckily Sunday came nice and uh, we got past the Saturday when the weather was uh, was not very nice. Yes, yes. I'm surprised actually. I look, I'm looking at the weather because, you know, you, yeah. think, you think it's going to be fine in the spring. But anyway. During your recent seminars, several subjects came to prominence and one of the most important was inflation. Well, we discussed that last week and your message that purchasing power is the real value of money was clearly well received. As the French tax season is now open, we need to know what we need to know. But before we discuss tax, what caught your eye in the news this past week? Well, I must start, Howard, by wishing you and all the listeners a happy St George's Day. Maybe it's just me, but uh, but I always think that it's much nicer when a feast day falls on a weekend. Much more pleasant to enjoy, I think. As well as being England's patron saint, St George is also the patron saint of various other countries and regions. Bulgaria, Georgia, Portugal, Romania. I was surprised to find he's the patron saint of uh, the Catalonia region of Spain. Now, I expect the flag of St George will be flying outside lots of pubs across England today and the congregations in churches and chapels and cathedrals will, I'm no doubt, singing Jerusalem, while others indulge in very English pastimes such as Morris dancing and punching Judy shows. Um, I'm sure any of our French listeners will be now scratching their heads wondering what the hell I'm going on about. As we discussed uh, inflation last week, and you mentioned it in your introduction, um, I need to obviously report that uh, the UK's inflation rate for March was announced earlier this week, and despite expectations that inflation will have dropped below 10%, it's proving to be a little more resilient than uh, than lots expected. To the end of March, UK inflation was still stuck at 10.1%, which definitely increases the likelihood that the Bank of England will raise interest rates again next month from their current level of 4.25%. The Office for National Statistics cited the cost of food and drink as the major contributor. Food inflation accelerated to a 45-year high of 19.1% last month, the highest level since the late 1970s. The ONS specifically quoted the average cost of cheddar cheese had risen 49% over the past year. Milk is 40% more expensive, sugar is up 32%, and the cost of a loaf of white sliced bread has gone up by 21%. Excuse the pun, but they added a small crumb of comfort by telling shoppers the pace of price rises should ease as the year progresses. Now, as much as many of us would like to, it's difficult to avoid the ongoing French pension issue. After the Constitutional Council ratified raising the French retirement age from 62 to 64, President Macron took to primetime television on Monday night and addressed the nation. Macron attempted to explain that working a little bit longer, as our European neighbours do, as he called it, will create more wealth for the economy and allow greater levels of investment. He went on to say that raising the retirement age will plug a 13.5 billion euro shortfall which the pension system will be running by 2030 if this change is not made. As you would expect, opposition parties and unions responded by saying Macron's plans are a brutal attack on the country's welfare model, which in due course will extend the 35-hour working week and reduce social benefits. 
This Thursday's protests and next Friday's day of action are apparently just a practice day for a full-blown day of demonstrations on Monday the 1st of May. Sophie Binnett, the newly elected leader of the hardline CGT union, called for a popular tsunami, a historic, massive, family-friendly and festive day of protest against the pension reforms on May Day. Unfortunately, we all know how that will end, and I suggest families and children don't need to be anywhere near any of those events. Finally, Howard, in a rare dose of good news for French road users, French Interior Minister Daryl Damanin announced this week that from the 1st of January, mining speeding offences up to 5 kilometres an hour above the speed limit will no longer be penalised by a points deduction. However, he also said that he intends to toughen up the penalties for people driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Well, moving on, the tax deductions season has started, hasn't it, Rob? It certainly has, yeah. Uh, the online declaration for French income tax opened last Thursday, the 13th of April, at import.gouv.fr for anyone who lives in France, and as well as non-residents with relevant French income that needs to be declared. There are different deadlines for different departments. For the departments numbered 01 to 19 and non-residents, the deadline is midnight on the 25th of May. It's June the 1st for departments 20 to 54, and June 8th for departments numbered above 55, which obviously includes our listeners down in the VAR. Those making a paper declaration, such as people making a declaration for the first time, or anyone who doesn't have an internet connection, will need to have submitted their declarations by midnight on the 22nd of May, which also includes non-residents. So we all have a little bit of time to get our acts together, but I would caution everyone, don't leave it too late and end up rushing around on deadline day. To make sure we get our tax declarations right, do you have any top tips? <laughs> yeah, uh, French tax officials uh, have certainly been taking a much closer look at their tax returns over the past few years. And its checks have apparently generated an extra €10 million Euros for Macron's state coffers. The reason for this is, is quite simple. Maximising tax revenue is now more important than ever before. We shouldn't be surprised. After Macron famously announced France wouldn't fill the hole in its finances caused by the pandemic through higher taxes. But as taxes are the government's primary source of income, making sure that it get what, it, what it's entitled to is completely logical. Every French resident is required to declare their worldwide income and capital gains. And if you're a non-resident but have French sourced income, such as rental income, that also needs to be declared. Non-residents not declaring income generated from French properties is a very popular and a successful source of revenue generation for the French taxman. We shouldn't forget, Brexit doesn't mean the UK and France has abandoned exchange of information. There are lots of other potential triggers for a control fiscal. An easy way to find yourself liable to a €1,500 Euro fine is fail to declare an overseas bank account, and that's per account. Be careful if you have accounts with small balances or even a PayPal account. Those accounts need to be declared or your fines will quickly multiply. Tax inconsistencies are also a favourite hunting ground for tax authorities. Since wealth tax was restricted to property, the French authorities have been pay paying particular attention to people with substantial rental income. And remember, these checks are driven by computer tax programmes with highly complex algorithms, not human beings. Another red flag is financial dealings between family members. A large loan could be seen as a gift. If you lend more than €5,000, you're expected to declare it. 
financial support to family members can, can qualify for tax breaks. So as you would expect, they're also closely monitored. If you gift the ownership of your home to your children, but you retain the use of it, the usufruct, the kids, as they call it in France, the kids should not live in the property unless they pay you rent or it will be seen as a sham. Don't forget the tax authorities are looking at your social media and online platforms. Must in exchange information these days with the tax authorities if online income is over €3,000. If you're one of those people who like to share their life online, make sure your lifestyle is in keeping with the income you declare or there could be a knock on the door. Overall, Howard, my best top tip is do things properly. There are plenty of legitimate tax planning strategies that limit the tax you pay. Not paying what you should can be a very, very dangerous game. Well, since the UK's spring budget, I understand moving to France can lower your tax bill. Yeah, comparing your tax position in the UK to the situation you'd find yourself if you moved to France is and has frequently been the tiebreaker that drives the shall we, shall we not decision. As with many things, Brexit has also had an impact. Brits now have to limit the time they spend in France if they're not resident, timing their arrival and departure to ensure they don't exceed the 90 days or break the rules and then be barred from entering the Schengen zone in the future. Many people are shocked to learn half the households in France don't actually pay any income tax and if you're a retired Brit in receipt of a UK state pension, you'll probably be exempt from paying the French pension social charge. Now, don't shout about it too loud, but your French neighbour will be paying the 9.1% French social charge on his or her French pension, while you will probably be exempt because of the UK national insurance contributions you paid while you were working back in the UK. During our recent seminars, we used several case studies to illustrate how much more tax UK residents will pay between now and 2028 because the UK has frozen most of its tax thresholds. Over the next five years, as income rises, more and more tax will be generated by just the simple fact that thresholds have not increased. That disparity will be further exacerbated by the fact that in the UK, you need to individually report your tax first to HMRC, whereas here in France, tax is declared and calculated based on the overall income of the household. Have UK taxes really become so penal? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, if I tell you British residents last paid this much tax relative to GDP way back in the early 1950s, I think that very clearly highlights how penal tax has now become once again in the UK. I don't want to get too deep here after being chastised by a listener following last Sunday's broadcast for hitting everyone with too many facts and numbers. But back in the late 70s, when Margaret Thatcher became the UK Prime Minister, the standard rate of income tax was 35%, and the top rate of tax was an eye-watering 83%. Those income tax rates have gradually been cut, and today the basic rate of income tax is 20%, and the highest rate of tax is 45%, so that sounds a whole lot better. However, over the past 20 years, while successive UK chancellors focused on income tax cuts, in the background, a swathe of swell taxes has been gradually introduced. I mentioned earlier France as a household tax system. Until the late 90s, the UK had something similar. Married couples were taxed as a single unit. National insurance contributions, which are like French social charges, so are taxed by another name, have actually doubled over the past 20 years. Reals earnings growth has decelerated over the past 40 years and it's probably been negative for the past 10 years. 
So as tax allowances fall further and further behind real earnings, more and more people will pay basic rate and higher rate taxes. Successive UK budgets over the past couple of years, as I said earlier, have frozen tax thresholds. But it's not a new strategy. Over the past 12 years, higher rate taxpayers have seen their tax-free allowances steadily be withdrawn. And when income exceeds £100,000, the marginal rate of income tax that they pay will hit 60%, plus the national insurance contributions, which are no longer capped. Higher rate taxpayers have lost child benefit, and unlike France, the UK now charges tuition fees for higher education. Myris, mortgage interest relief at source, was abolished in the early noughties, and if you receive any company perks, they are taxed as a benefit in kind. I think you and all the listeners will have probably got the message by now, Howard, so I'll shut up before Sarah accuses me once again of depressing her Sunday. <laughs> but if you leave UK, can it be tax beneficial for your pensions if they also leave? Yeah, as we've said many times before on these broadcasts, Howard, pensions are complicated beasties, and there are many, many variations, which I must admit does have the French tax authorities scratching their heads at times. The simple fact is, if you leave the UK but you leave assets behind, those assets are exposed to changes imposed by the country you have chosen to leave. If you draw a UK pension but live in France, unless that pension is a government, or sorry, a UK government service pension, it is taxable in France, not in the UK. It therefore benefits from French household tax system, and up to around €35,000, the first 10% is exempt from actually paying French income tax. As I said earlier, unlike your French neighbour, your UK pension will probably not be liable to the French pension social charge. However, and in my opinion it's a big however, if you leave your UK pension in the UK, those pensions and therefore you will be more and more vulnerable to a tax by HMRC. There is three trillion pounds in the UK private pension market alone, and that's just too juicy a target for HMRC to ignore forever. The UK economic think tank, the Institute for Fiscal Studies, recently published a report which advocates applying income tax and also inheritance tax to UK pensions when the scheme member dies. Now, UK private pensions are exempt from inheritance tax if the member dies at the moment before they are 75. If these recommendations are introduced, it will once again introduce a new source of revenue for the UK government, which it's estimated would raise an additional £2 billion a year in tax. So if you've moved to France, you might be able to transfer your pension out of the UK with no tax implications following the recent abolition of the lifetime allowance. That will then get your pension capital away from the UK taxman. And at that point, you might be able to re-engineer it to provide a source of income that is much more tax efficient. And the capital could then be passed to your nearest and dearest when you die, again, with much lower rates of tax. The new French property tax declaration seems to be causing a few issues. Yeah, I think that it's probably best described as this year's hot potato at the moment, with so many people getting very hot under the collar. The, uh, the one-off declaration must be made by the 30th of June, and a physical form is not available, which is obviously designed to encourage us to complete the form online. On the declaration, you must declare all the elements of your property, and we are told that the declaration is needed because tax d'habitation is now only applied on second homes. The website allows you to modify the property's status, main or second home. You are asked how you use the property, if someone else does, and do they pay rent, 
although declaring how much rent it generates is optional. And that's probably because the tax authorities already know about it. But be very careful. Don't trip yourself up with that one. Most properties are known to the tax authorities because of the previous declarations and or the information that was supplied to them by the notary when it was bought. That said, lots of people have found errors, which isn't exactly helped by the fact that the tax authorities use a different definition for rooms than immobilias do. Immobilias usually count bedrooms and living rooms as rooms in their listings, whereas the tax office definition is any walled-off space, which includes bathrooms and kitchens. We've had various questions fired at us from, do I have to declare a parking space or a garage, which is not attached to the property? The answer is yes. And another popular one is, the property is let, who makes the declaration? The answer to that one is, the owner, not the tenant, because the declaration is all about properties you own. Going back to where we started, if purchasing power is the real value of money, reducing taxes has got to be a sound strategy. Yeah, as, uh, as most of the listeners are aware, officially French inflation is apparently currently running at around 6%. If you're very, very lucky, your bank may just be paying you, say, 3% on your cash. And I do say lucky. You give them this cash to hold for you, and that being the case, your real rate of t return is actually minus 3 the bank gives you 3% and inflation takes 6%, so you're negative to the tune of 3%. However, the taxman also wants to take a bite out of your interest, and under the investment tax system, he now gets about 1%. So your 3% reduces to 2%. So your real rate of turn for your cash sitting in a bank deposit is now actually minus 4% a year. If you let this situation go on for too long, your capital will very quickly seriously erode and those monies can never be recovered. It sounds very simple, but the solution is to legitimately put your money somewhere out of the way of the prying hands of Monsieur Lafix. And if at the same time you can invest in asset classes that give you a chance to fight the impact of inflation, you'll have found yourself, I would describe as an elegant solution. At Blevins Franks, we pride ourselves on building and creating elegant financial solutions for our clients. So if you'd like to understand what we can do for you, your money, or your taxes, give our Valbon office a call and arrange to speak to a Blevins Franks partner. The initial conversation is entirely complimentary, so it won't cost you a euro cent. Our telephone number in Valbon is 0493-001780. That's 0493 001780 or if you live in Monaco or visiting Monaco our Monaco office is more convenient for you call our Monaco office the number here is 97775574 that's 97775574 and as we say every week Howard alternatively you can find out more about Levin's Franks or make contact with us via our website which is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com Thank you. I think the use of the word elegant is good this week. <laughs> I always try to be slightly elegant. Howard. Well, well, it's in your favour, I can assure you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll talk you. next Sunday. Uh, absolutely. Have a great week. Cheers. Cheers. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or Riviera at BlevinsFranks.com.
with so many options for your UK pension funds. Which is best for you? Take regulated advice to understand how all the options affect you, the tax implications in France, what opportunities there are, and what may change in future. With our pension, tax, and investment expertise, Blevins Franks provides integrated advice based on your situation and aims. Contact Blevins Franks on 04 9300 1780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.